Well, a focal point for many investors is the impact of the Delta variant will have on the recovery in the labor force. And if uh, we see what's going on in labor, you have to watch certain things and avoid certain things. So Dave Nadig is with us, director of research at ETF Trends, to tell us some of the big concerns about repricing. Explain what you mean with that. Well, we've got a lot of factors going on in the labor market right now. And depending on your perspective, they're either good or bad for your investment portfolio. You know, we had uh, Labor Secretary Walsh coming out today talking about his concerns about the, co the Delta variant impacting the labor market in a negative way. But at the same time, it's clear we've got a repricing of labor that's going on. We had the highest quit rate ever printed just in the last set of data we got from the BLS. 70% of folks who left their job did so of their own volition, right? And that was generally because they were looking for a better job. And if you look at the folks that were quitting, they were quitting in retail, they were quitting in construction, they were quitting in service industries supporting travel and leisure. Those are places that are going to be really constrained. Those are also the places we're hearing all of these anecdotal stories about the minimum wage no longer being whatever the state or the government might have said is 15, 16, 18, $20 an hour just to get people in the door. So I think it's reasonable to think about that in the context of what does that mean for a longer-term investment portfolio, particularly when we consider we haven't even started measuring the impact of long COVID on the labor force. I'm not being a Cassandra about that. I'm not saying that this is you know doom and gloom, but I think it's going to have some impact on the labor market. Some number of people are going to have difficulty sure. being as productive as they were before. Sure, absolutely. And we're seeing, obviously, employers having to raise those wages to keep people. And as you noted, I mean, the quit rate is at or near highs. And I saw an article, it was like the great walkout or something. Just everybody is quitting. Um, we've seen the churn. Tell yeah, me I mean, about yeah. investments and the plays now. Um, if somebody wants to put some money to work and you're watching what's going on with rising wages or just where demand may be. You have to factor in a few things, but where are you most bullish? Where should investors put money to work? Yeah, so with this lens of labor, I think there are a couple things we can look at. Historically, Wells Fargo did a great study looking at the, the industries most impacted by rising labor costs, and you would find retail in there, travel services, leisure services, and healthcare would all be things that we'd be concerned about. I'm going to actually split those up a little bit. I think healthcare is the outlier here. I think there's so much positive energy behind the healthcare sector for the next five to 10 years, it's hard to be anything but a bull there. And, and the, the fund that I would like there would be something as simple as the Vanguard Healthcare Tech Fund. That's VHT. You know, it's it's a solid way of getting exposure to the Johnsons and Johnsons and the Pfizer's of the world. And those folks, while they are going to face additional labor costs, they're also at the cusp of some of the greatest breakthroughs we're ever going to see in our lifetimes. We're already going into trials on AIDS vaccines. The work being done by Pfizer on cancer is incredible. They made an acquisition today in that space. So it's hard not to be bullish about healthcare despite the labor shortage. All the way on the other side of the spectrum, I'm pretty negative about retail, particularly big brick and mortar retail. The fund that I would like there would actually be clicks by ProShares, that's C-L-I-X. That actually goes short those brick and mortar stores and goes long online retail. That's a trend that we've already seen throughout COVID. It's one that's bolstered by this labor story. 
So it makes sense, right? So you're saying basically when you look at something like clicks, it, it's short on brick and mortar retail where people go in the stores and they have to pay workers a lot of money. Uh, you're suggesting that, you know, and it, it goes more long on some of the other names that we know shopping online. So that may be way to go. And healthcare, you said it's hard to go wrong with that. What about things like finance or anything else as we talk about an environment where we might see some rising rates? Yeah. So, you know, I think finance and banking are a fascinating one because, again, historically, labor costs there are a big problem. And we've seen this sort of at the top end of the finance curve. We've all read those stories about people getting freshly minted MBAs and now they're getting paid one hundred and fifty thousand bucks to go work on Wall Street out of the first year. That's not obviously the norm in finance writ large. Um, and so I'm a little bit less concerned that that's somehow going to cripple the finance industry. Historically, a rising rate environment is going to be good for financial services over Overall, may not be great for asset levels. Obviously, lots of folks are concerned about the stock market's reaction to things. But on a relative basis, you would expect a little normalization yeah. in rates to be good for the financial services sector. Yeah. Dave Nadig, it's always great to see you. Thank you so much. Dave Nadig, Director of Research, ETF Trends. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me.